0: what's up y'all we're back with another edition of the DNBR rams podcast presented by chevalier mortgage as always i'm your host justin michael and guys the uh, the season of love is upon us but the season of savings never stops when you work with my friends mike and virginia chevalier I'm sure you've heard how great the mortgage rates are right now, and they are, but Mike and Virginia, they're not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner. He's going to look at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. They're a small family-owned company, so you'll always feel like a person, not a number. These are the people that you want to work with. These are the type of people you can trust. Whether you're looking at refinancing your current mortgage, maybe buying a new home, Mike in Virginia, they'll make the process as smooth and simple as possible. I'm telling you, they're the best around. Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, though, you'll get set up with a free consultation and discuss all your options. Again, that's dnvrmortgage.com. Or you can always give Mike a call directly at 970-412-2472. Visit dnvrmortgage.com or give them a call at 970-412-2472, Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006, Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. What's up, y'all? Happy Thursday, everyone. It is late Thursday night when I am recording this, and we're going to be doing things a little bit different on today's episode of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Chevalier Mortgage. Uh, Earlier this week, we had a chance to meet John Budmeyer, Alex Bailey, talk to Steve Adazio. That was kind of our first opportunity to to start to get to know this new offensive coaching staff, obviously. With uh, Kenny Guyton, he headed down to Arkansas. Joey Lynch, he went down to Vanderbilt. Uh, One of the things that Steve Adazio mentioned is, you know, when you hire good coaches, sometimes they get poached from you. Uh, Obviously, the situation with Lynch was... Uh, unique to say the least, but uh, what I did is is I edited about 15 minutes worth of audio between the three of those individuals because you know we got to talk to them for about an hour. I thought that would be a little bit overwhelming if I just put 60 minutes of questions on here, but I just kind of edited together first, you know, Adazio, then Bud then Bailey, just to kind of give you guys an opportunity to. You know, hear what we heard as far as you know what they're thinking in terms of you know schemes and and just being on the same page, and then you know also so you can just kind of get to know these guys as well obviously it's it's a weird situation right now. I would much prefer my first interview with somebody to be in person. I think as as great as Zoom is, and it's you know been big for helping everybody you know keep functioning throughout all this. It's just really impersonal. I think it's hard to get to know somebody genuinely. Uh, through that screen. I mean, it's possible, obviously. It's just different. Just different. But I think you guys are going to enjoy that. Before I jump into that football stuff, though, I did just briefly want to talk a little bit more about the Colorado State-New Mexico situation. Those games didn't happen this week, obviously, uh, to be determined if they're going to be rescheduled. The entire thing was just so weird. I mean, if you follow me on Twitter, I pulled up to Moby Arena. Basically, as soon as I got in, the game was canceled. I mean covering sports in a pandemic it always keeps you on your toes. But yeah, the reason that I wanted to talk about this though is that there, there was some confusion on kind of why this all went down. And I have some inside information that can kind of clear it up for you. Uh, if you listen to my ESPN Albuquerque interview the other night, I actually uh, initially gave this news on that. I appreciate them for having me on. But uh, you know after all of this happened, you know there was a lot of confusion a, a lot of assumptions being made, you know, I myself assumed, you know, there must have been a, a late positive test. And that wasn't exactly the case. But you know, what happened here was Scott Paget, who is an assistant coach on New Mexico, he was exposed to an ind- individual whom they knew tested positive for COVID-19. Now, the thing was, earlier in the day, Padgett left, everybody else tested negative, he tested negative, you know, he got the best possible tests you can do, the, the PCR test. Results came back negative. All of the New Mexico players, other coaches, antigen tests, antigen tests came back negative. At that point, both sides agree. All right, I think we can still play. Now, what changed was around 7 p.m.-ish, and, and this is a, a rough estimate on the time, he was on his drive back to Albuquerque. He called the New Mexico party. Now, granted, remember he had tested negative earlier in the day, but he told them that he was starting to feel symptoms. And at that point, that's when the context of the conversation started to change. Because as soon as he starts to display symptoms, knowing that he'd already been exposed to somebody that tested positive, he is now a presumed positive, even though his test results had come back negative the day before and that morning, as did all of the players. So like it, they were kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place guys like it, it sucks and it, it's unfortunate that we got so close to tip off you know TV crew setup I would have loved to have not gotten dressed and driven in the cold and all that but at the end of the day you know you, you just you got to be safe that's that's what's the best route for the team going forward I mean the last thing that CSU wants is to get shut down right before you know a potential NCAA tournament bid so, you know, at the end of the day, I think they made the right call. I will say Eddie Nunez, the New Mexico athletic director, he gave a press conference the other night, and he never explained that Paget himself started to, to display symptoms. And that was the key thing in all of this being canceled. They had known he was exposed, but earlier in the day when he wasn't showing signs and came back as a negative test, everybody felt comfortable. The minute he started showing signs, that's when it changed. And so I just wanted to kind of clarify that for everybody, give everyone a better understanding of why this happened, uh why it was so chaotic, confusing all of that. I mean, truly a unique situation. I've never as a reporter, I've never been in this situation where a game got canceled in this type of fashion. You know, football season was certainly its own deal, but it it, it just continues continues to weird me out how how this covering sports in a pandemic goes but you know it is what it is we push forward we persevere much like you know coaches always tweet tough times don't last tough people do all of that (laughs) more cliches anyways I'm gonna I'm gonna transition now and I'm gonna start talking about a little bit of football here now like I said I'm mostly gonna play some audio from you guys and give you guys an opportunity to just kind of get to know these coaches you know, what Adazio had to say, why he liked them, you know, why they agreed to come over, what their fit was. Obviously, schematically, it makes sense. It's a promotion um, for Bud Meyer. it's a it's a leap in schools in terms of Alex Bailey and responsibility. So I think uh, I think you guys are gonna be intrigued by it. I think you guys are gonna like what they had to say. Um, I will say the one thing I will bring up before we kind of transition to that. um I, I didn't clip this audio in. But it sounds like, you know, it very much sounds like Steve Adazio feels comfortable at least going into spring ball and and potentially fall camp with Todd Santeo being the projected starting quarterback. Uh, Justice McCoy is doing some work at wide receiver. He's not really going to factor into that. Maybe some of these other guys, Jonah O'Brien, former walk-on or something like that. I don't know. Uh, We'll we'll have to see. Like, I... I don't want to bury the dude too early. Uh based on what we saw, I was not super impressed with his passing abilities, but it was a really small sample size and I don't think it would be fair to hold that against him given the circumstances. We also found out that he was playing injured for most of the year. That's a big factor, probably limited his mobility, arm strength, accuracy, all that type of stuff. We got to give him a chance, you know. Got to at least give him a chance to compete, see how it plays out. Uh, obviously, the young quarterbacks will potentially be in the mix as well you never know you know somebody like luke mcallister chance harris could just really explode you know that's that's why it's great that they're they're here for spring ball and they have that opportunity to get those reps you know it's just a it's a big advantage for those young quarterbacks so it's going to be interesting but uh, instead of me rambling about it i'm just going to kind of play some of that audio that i clipped together for you guys thank you to csu athletics for making this possible as far as the interview and providing the audio uh, so yeah, enjoy that. And uh, before we get into it, first, a quick word from our partner. UFC 257 surely gave the fans the show they were looking for, and this weekend is sure to be just as action-packed. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC, is putting you in the center of this weekend's title fight with 100-1 odds on your chosen fighter to step out of the octagon and raise that belt. All you got to do is pick either fighter in the main event and this weekend's UFC 258 bout and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 100 to 1 odds. That's a $1 bet and you can cash a cool $100 if your fighter wins. Talk about easy money. At the end of the day, there's no better way to put your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. And don't worry if MMA is not for you. DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, football so much more. It's safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. I do this all the time. You know, if you've got a sure bet, great way to pay for date night. You got Valentine's Day coming up, guys. Gotta think smarter. Place those units responsibly. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up and turn $1 into $100 if your chosen fighter wins this weekend. Place your bet and watch the fist fly. It's going to be a blast. Again, that code DNVR to turn $1 and do $100 on Saturday's main event for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.
1: You know, I really want to congratulate uh, Shaq Barrett and uh, what, a, uh, what, a, what a, what a great game yesterday and uh, what a great game he played. A guy that's really, uh, really worked his way through both the college ranks and the pro ranks and, and just, just fought for everything he's had and just did a fabulous job. Just really thrilled to see a CSU former player having such great success and representing the program, obviously himself and his family so well. So Congrats to him. Also wanted to congratulate, uh, you know, Ryan Williams and Nico Medved, men's and women's basketball. What a great weekend sweeping Wyoming, which is always, you know, an exciting deal and just a great season that they're both having. And uh, so I just think that's fantastic and and, and great for the university and real tribute to, to their programs and their leadership. Today, I know that we're on here to welcome Two great men into our program, into our staff, into our football family. Uh, John Budmeyer uh, as the quarterback coach and offensive coordinator. John coming from Wisconsin uh, with his family, his wife, Caitlin, and, and his daughter. And, and, and uh, just want to welcome them. Uh, welcome Alex Bailey and his family, his wife, Melissa, and their children. And really excited to have both guys be a part of our program. So uh, um, really great. You know, always a chance to improve and to get better, and uh, I think both these these young men are are outstanding uh, leaders, uh, you know, mentors, uh, coaches, and, and will will make uh, our program more enhanced. And I think that's the goal. I think you know, you always look into enhance your program, and uh, that's what they're going to give us a chance to do. So, starting with John as the OC uh, coming in and really sharing a a very similar vision that we have here. And we're very, very aligned, uh, which is really critically important. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're not like, hey, we're going to change our offense. I always believe that, you know, you don't change your offense every time you hire somebody. You know, we have a philosophy. I'm an offensive guy. and We have a system. And you look for people when they come in to enhance it. And I think John's going to do an unbelievable job with that, both he and Alex, Alex and, and with the wide receivers. And I just think that we can get better. Uh, we can get better in the perimeter, better in third down, better in the passing game. And, uh, you know, so and what I've seen so far, I'm just really excited and really looking forward to uh, the start of spring practice. Uh, I think we're going to have a really good football team this year. And, uh, and, and I think both these men are going to really help us uh, as, our, as we go to on our quest for, for a conference championship. So i um, happy to answer any of your questions. And uh, regarding you know both of these men, both of these coaches or spring or whatever you direction you want to take it. So go ahead.
2: Steve, I guess uh, the biggest thing is uh, you talk about kind of having a similar offensive philosophy to what John has and uh, certainly we've all seen what big Ten teams do at the same time. he kind of opened up Wisconsin's offense a little more maybe than it had been traditionally. I think they had two of their better passing years under under him. Is that kind of where you see Colorado State going is kind of maybe coming almost from the other direction because it's been so pass-oriented here in the past, but is there kind of that medium of where Wisconsin was and where Colorado State's been that you want to see them meet at?
1: You know, I had a philosophy when we were at Boston College and, uh, we, we, you know, we led the conference and or in the top three categories my last two years there, my last year, and, and, and that's the vision that I have. Um, and I think that with John, um, you know, you can speak to him directly, but you know, I really like, I really felt like I'm a big believer to get to the point here and in coaching trees and how you've been mentored and developed in this game. And, and John had a chance to work under Paul Christ, who I think has really got one of the better passing minds in the conference and in the country. And people think like, oh, Wisconsin, I think they don't run the football. Well, they do run the football, but I, I have found John to come in here with, with a very clean and clear and concise and understandable, uh, makes sense to me, you know, third down package passing game. And I'm sure that he would answer the question for you, a real direct result of, you know, you know, the way he was mentored and tutored. But like I said, Paul is known as one of the better passing game coaches and learned under Mike Riley. And so I, I just think he has a great sense of, as a quarterback himself and coaching the quarterbacks um, in the passing game. But the beauty here is that we're very philosophically aligned and very philosophically aligned with our, our Wisconsin. And it was at BC. Now it's Colorado state. Our run games were, you know, we spent a lot of time watching each other. So there's a real similarities in the run game. So there's, you know, we're not changing our run game, but in the throw game, I really like, our play-action game here is excellent, and, and and probably very similar to where he was at. In but I feel like we have a we can really develop in the third down game, and I feel like John's expertise in that area is going to bring us, um, you know, some you know some really really good results. And uh, but most importantly, we see it through the same lens you know, there's just, there's a few small differences. We, you know, they didn't play in tempo there really maybe have some we play in tempo. Um, we probably have the ability to have more of a read zone component, RPO rezone component. They have some, they had some. So I think it's the blending of the, of the two things together, which are exciting to me. And Alex has had a great similar background. That's the beauty of this, you know, cause Alex came from ball state with Joe and, they were doing a lot of things that we were doing at BC, and we came here and merged that together. So, like, we're really aligned, all of us, and that—that's what's critically important. Like, we're not coming in, you know, renaming our a new system and terminology. It's none of that. I mean, so I think it's the it's the enhancing, it's the blending, and and that's the I think that's the nuance and in the and in the, in in the key when you hire people that you're hiring. You, you want to always keep your continuity and your identity and then you're always looking to enhance where you feel like you need to improve. And I think we've done that. I think we actually have hit a home run doing that and uh, and I'm
3: very, very excited about it.
4: Coach, I'll turn it over to you.
3: All right, thanks. And guys really excited uh, to be able to introduce myself today, uh, John Budmeyer and uh, my wife, Caitlin, and daughter, Sienna, we couldn't be more more excited to be part of this Colorado State family and um, coming with, uh, as Coach mentioned, a lot of experience that I've gained these last several years and excited to bring those ideas and and also marry them together with a lot of the success that the guys have had here uh, this past season. And um, the group of guys I get to work with on staff didn't take me long to to realize that they're very similar to me and uh, really mesh well with them uh, from the interview on and was excited about that because that's an important piece to what we do. We spend a lot of time together and and uh, work work hard together. And so you want to do it with people that you enjoy being around. And I got the sense that I was going to be able to do that each and every day with not only the guys on offense, but defense as well and support staff. Uh, I got excited about that. And then ultimately it's, it's about the players, and, and that's the biggest – key to us as coaches is the, the players that, that you get the opportunity to work with each day. And, you know, it started out just turning the film on and getting a sense of, of this group. And you saw it on tape, the, the physicalness they play with, there's, you know, there's a toughness to them and, and a mindset. And then being here this past week and being able to be around them each day has really shown me the amount of care that they have for each other and the passion that they have for football. They love playing this game. And uh, you see that when you're in the process we're in right now, uh, which is one of these early phases, getting ready for the fall, the way that they dive in and the way that they attack it, their approach each day, uh, there's a big commitment there. And I'm so excited to be a part of it and impact this thing in a positive way.
2: John, what what was the primary thing that made you want to come here? Because certainly Wisconsin's uh, got a lot more resources in a lot of ways than maybe you're going to have a Colorado state. What were the, what was the single most, uh, I guess, worrying opportunity to come here? Was it to be a coordinator? Was there something else about this program, this community that brought
3: you here? Yeah, I, I think, uh, oh, and I'm
2: Kelly Lyle from the Fort Collins, Colorado. I'm sorry not to
3: introduce myself. All good. Good to meet you virtually, of course, but, uh, you know, you know, I, I think I think a big big part of it was was the opportunity to coordinate. Uh, that, that's a natural step in the progression of of uh, this profession. Um, but at the same time, it wasn't just going to be anywhere. That was real important to me because I did um, I did value my time at Wisconsin. Um, had a great relationship with, with Paul Christ and and learned a ton from him and the coaches on that staff. And so it wasn't just going to be anywhere that I was going to chase a coordinator job. It had to be the right fit. And that's what I saw right away in coach Adazio is we were, like you said, we were aligned in so many ways. And not only did I see it as an opportunity to grow in the profession and and the ability to coordinate and, and uh, take a step and a new challenge for me, but also an opportunity to learn and grow from him. And that's what I'm most excited about as well Is it's, it's somebody that, that I I believe in and, um, realize that through this process, it's, we are very aligned and I'm excited to implement some of the things that I've learned and that I think can, can match well with the success that they've had, but also uh, learn in a variety of ways under coach Adazio and, and, and some of the other guys on this staff that have a lot of experience. So, so it was, it was certainly an opportunity to, to grow within the profession, but like I said, it wasn't going to just be anywhere. It, It had to be the right people, the right players and, the the right fit for, you know, for my family. And and this is a place that I think is a special, special place when, when you start looking at those things and starting to start peeling back all the layers, Uh, it, it became very obvious to me that this was, this was a really great opportunity and one that I wanted to take.
2: You look, this offense, certainly people see the Wisconsin offense, what you've done. Do you do you plan to basically bring the Wisconsin style of offense here? Or what? we going to see something a lot different, maybe, just with some of those elements mixed in with some of the stuff Coach Adazio did at Boston College, maybe some of the stuff Colorado State did in the past?
3: Yeah, I, I, my vision of it is to be a great blend of a lot of the success that Coach Adazio's offense has had whether it's, you know, stuff they did last year, stuff at BC, th- there's a lot of similarities and carryover from what we did at Wisconsin. And so th- that part of it, I, 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 I envision being very similar. Uh, I'd like to implement some new things in the passing game, uh, specifically when you get into third down, some second and long red zone situations, more of the drop back passing game, uh, you, you know, that, that there'll be some similarities, but also some new, that, that will get int- introduced. But as far as the the philosophies, you know, I'm a firm believer that you, you gotta, you gotta establish a run game. We, we gotta be balanced in our attack. We want to be explosive, you know, in pass and run game, get, being able to get to the edges on the perimeter, stretch the ball down the field, you know, so there, there's a lot of carryover. I'll, I'll just share a quick story with you. I was, I was laughing when I came on my interview and I was talking with coach Adazio, but you know, sometimes it's tough to find the style of football that we play and formationally all the different things that we do. It's hard to find that week to week. And so there were a couple of times over the past couple of seasons at Wisconsin where, you know, we'd we'd flip on a team and somebody would come down the hall and say, Hey, they played BC three years ago or two years ago, whatever it may be. And we'd get that tape right away because there's so much similarity and, and, uh, and and a very, very aligned philosophically with what we do. So naturally, I think there's going to be some stuff that you're going to see that you saw last year. You've seen previous years at BC. You've seen it at Wisconsin. That you're going to see next year, and then there'll be some things in the dropback game that we'll add. But it's all about being balanced in our attack, being explosive, and find a way to put points on the board and and to complement what well, we're going to have a, a very good defense. And we got to do our job to
4: complement that. Hey, John Justin Michael of DNVR here. Welcome to Fort Collins. Um, you know, one of the things the fans were really excited about, obviously, was the return of Trey McBride. I know you haven't had an opportunity to to coach him necessarily on the field yet, but just based on what you've seen that and, you know, just talking to him and stuff, what does a guy like Trey McBride do for an offense, and how does he, like, change the the versatility that you guys can bring to the table?
3: Yeah, Trey, Trey's a guy that I've actually got a chance to to visit with a couple times since I've been here on campus. and. You know his his film speaks for itself. The type of player he is. I love his personality too. Uh, I, I enjoyed the conversations we've had, and I, I think what it does is it allows you to be really dynamic and, and versatile and and multiple on on offense. You know when you take a player like that who can who can be an inline tight end, you can split him out, you can put him in different spots on the field, and his route tree is multiple. That, that's hard for defenses to defend and. I think like coach hit on earlier, the, the tight end room is one of our strengths. And to be able to be in, in multiple personnel sets and you can get heavy or you can be in a heavy personnel and look light. You know, I, I think that's really tough on on defenses to plan for each week. And Trey is certainly an awesome player. He's he's got a lot of ability. He's he's uh he understands the game real well. And I'm excited to get a chance to to be able to help build this thing around him and and a bunch of the other guys that that are very talented on this offense and uh, excited to get this spring going so that I can see it even more so firsthand instead of just on, on the tape that I've watched.
2: You know, briefly maybe
4: introduce yourself and and reminder of these guys uh, since coach doesn't know you that well yet, if you can just introduce yourself and your affiliation. Uh, So coach Bailey, I'll turn it over
3: to you. How's everybody doing? Good.
5: How are you, Coach? Good. Doing great. Doing
4: well. Welcome to Fort Collins.
5: Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, you, you want me to introduce myself, just kind of?
4: Yeah, just briefly.
5: Yeah, um, you know, uh, wide receiver coach. Uh, most recently, I came from Ball State. I was there for six years. Um, excited to be here. Uh, looking forward to the opportunity. Um, haven't been here long. Seems like I've been here forever. Um, you know, uh, enjoying it so far and, and really looking forward to the future.
4: Alex, Justin Michael of DNVR here. Uh, you know, a lot of wide receivers have come through Colorado State over the last decade or so. Obviously, plenty of dudes in the, in the NFL. Just kind of looking at the talent on the roster right now, what is your you know, estimation of this group, and, and were you impressed by them?
5: Yeah, um, you know, kind of where we are right now. Uh, again, I haven't seen any of these guys play any, <laughs> any real football. Um, obviously, I got an opportunity to, to watch the film from last season. Um, but, you know, the way I'm coming into this is, um, you know, I, and then what I explained to all the men in the room is like, hey, man, this is, a, you know, there's a new coach. Um, You know, we're going to we have a new offensive coordinator. We're going to do some different things. Um, obviously, the goal is to stay the same and be as, as successful as we can and play as hard as we can and, and uh, be productive on the football field. However, I'm not going to hold anything that, you know, happened before I got here. Um, I'm not going to hold that against guys. And really, I just wanted them to understand that, hey, man, you got a, you got an opportunity to. Um, you know, prove yourself, you know what I mean? So I, I didn't want to get any type of preconceived, you know, uh, ideas about these guys. I didn't want to come into it and say, hey, I've seen your film last year and that's who you are as a player. Um, really just looking forward to uh, getting these guys better and, uh, and uh, being productive on the football field. But I would say from what we've seen so far, um, you know, I don't have any concerns from a talent standpoint I think is there. Um, obviously, we have to get better and we will. Um, I'm gonna challenge those guys in the room to 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 be better than they were um, the day before. You know what I mean? And really our goal is to take it one day at a time and to improve on every every single thing that we're doing on and off the field.
2: Coach is Kelly Lyle with Fort Collins, Colorado, and uh, welcome. And one thing I wanted to ask you, you you're coming out of the same ball state system that Joey Lynch last year's O coordinator had come out of, but you're blending now in with an offensive coordinator coming from Wisconsin, coach Steve Adazio, who's got his offensive philosophies. Mm -hmm. How similar are those philosophies or is there quite a bit of difference that you've got to kind of mix and that's going to mix and blend into what you're teaching your wide receivers and how game plans are going to go for the wide receiver group?
5: Yeah, no, uh, it's not any huge differences. I mean, we we were multiple uh, at Ball State and we ran the ball and we passed the ball. I think, um, really, that's what we're looking for, um, to, to have a mix of both. Um, I think it's been really, really positive. I think it's, I think it's good to have, um, you know, guys with different ideas and different experiences and kind of bringing it all to the table. Um, I don't think that uh, we're looking to change anything or, 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 or you know, any, any huge changes or anything. I think it's more of a – we're looking to enhance what we're doing and, and to really get better and be more disciplined and more sound with what we're doing. Um, but uh, that, that's been all positive. Um I wouldn't sit there and say it's mind blowing and and it's very, very different. I think football's football at the end of the day. Uh, you want to be sound uh, you know on in all areas and you want to be a cohesive unit um, that's that's very, very productive and explosive in attacking defenses. and I think we all have that mindset. Uh, every single every single one of our guys on the offensive staff we're all we're all looking to utilize the pieces that we have, the players that we have, and put them in the best position so that they can showcase their talent. and so, um, it, it's been positive, like I said, and, and no no issues there.